Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with Charlie Long. And on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line from Fox Sports, and she's the D.C. Sports Media Person of the Year out in Las Vegas covering the Super Bowl right now, Kelsey Nicole Nelson. Kelsey, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. It's always great to be back with you all. Thank you so much for having me. Kelsey, before we start talking Super Bowl, uh, I was talking to Charlie about this, uh, covering the Washington Commanders. They have the second overall pick in the draft. And we know right. about the connections already. Caleb Williams, who's from the D.C. area. And now the Commanders have brought in Cliff Kingsbury, who coached Caleb Williams at USC. Right. My thing is, don't give up all them draft picks. Stay at two. Pick Jaden Daniels from LSU, and you're going to be happy with that pick. Kelsey, I'm just telling you right now, you don't have to give up all that to go up and get uh, Caleb Williams. Stay at two, and you'll be good with Jaden Daniels. That's really the prize good. after a bad year. I mean, you get your quarterback of the future. You get him. And, and, and you get a really good one with Jaden. Yeah. And for the first four years, you ain't got to pay him. It's go. football minimum wage. That is very true. You know, I, I like that you all said that because, you know, I mean, of course, there's hype here in the D.C. area because, of course, everyone loves the hometown story, right, when a kid comes back home and can excel. But I think if we look at Washington, you know, unfortunately, hometown guys at quarterback have mm. not fared well, right, as of late. Yep. I, I think there's a lot of pressure to do well in Washington when you have so many fans, you know, in the stands. You know, we always make that joke about Kevin Durant here in D.C. On the basketball side saying Kevin Durant probably will never come home until the tail end of his career. And, you know, he's talked about how it's hard when he comes back here to get tickets for everybody. And, of course, I'm joking on that part. But for Caleb Williams, you know, yes, I know the connections there. But I think Washington really has to realize, look, we've got the quarterback spot wrong for a while, you all. Like Washington and quarterback have not fared well. And I think, you know, this is a very important pick. You have brand-new ownership in Washington. We have all brand-new faces right in the leadership ranks with the coaches. And so I'm like you. I actually I, I wouldn't be mad at Jaden Daniels. And this is not taking away from Caleb Williams and his special talent. I think he is – very special. I think he plays very well, but I, I, I honestly don't see him faring well here in Washington. Washington has a lot of work to do. Remember, this is an offensive line, you all, too, that struggled. So whatever guy you put back there, also, Washington needs to make sure that that person's protected. And, you know, with young quarterbacks, I think that's going to be very important, you know, especially when we're talking a lot here in Super Bowl about a guy like C.J. Stroud, right, and what C.J. Stroud, you know, was able to do. So all that to say, I, I would like Jaden here. Caleb Williams, you know, there's a lot of people here who would love him back home, but Washington fans, I'm like, don't get amnesia. Remember the last time we had a hometown kid here? Again, there was so much hype. Everyone was excited, and it just did not fare well. And the quarterback position is something Washington has to get right, and I think it's going to be very big 
on this new ownership if they don't get it right because there's a lot of people scratching their heads still about this new head coach that we have here in Washington and Dan Quinn. All I'm telling you is you're going to be happy with Jaden Daniels. I, I told you last year how, <laughs> you how was one eyes. thing, but Jaden Daniels, is yeah, he's at another level and he can run. Uh, now he's got to learn how to slide because they're going to take yeah. your head off in the NFL, but he can run. Kelsey, going back to the Super Bowl, I look at the Chiefs and – you know, I'm old enough. I saw Michael Jordan when he first hit the NBA and those for those few years and, and them struggling and then bang, once they start, uh, they are juggernaut. And Patrick Mahomes is pro football's version of a young MJ in the NBA. But what really makes it interesting for me on defense for the Chiefs, seven significant starters that have been drafted the last four years. So that tells me one thing. You're not paying nobody nothing. I mean, you got them at football minimum wage. Now, eventually, you got to cut that check, that president's on paper to Chris Jones because he is who he is. But how good the Chiefs' defense, because they sort of carted them for a good portion of the year. Now, the last couple games, we've seen that offense kick in pretty well for the Chiefs, but their defense has been terrific all season long. They've been making the plays that they need to make. I mean, you know, I, I'm still remembering where I've lost the talk still in my neck of the woods in Baltimore about still how the Chiefs defense was able to stop an electric Ravens offense that you guys know if you're betting folks, you know that everybody bet on the Ravens offense to take advantage and control of that Chiefs defense. But, you know, they were able to shut down Lamar Jackson. They were able to shut down most of the Ravens' wide receivers, right, Mike? That last game, when you yeah. look at it, really Zay Flowers, you know, was the most successful. But then, again, talking about the defense, they forced that turnover, you know, from Zay Flowers. And I don't think the Chiefs' defense got talked about enough. I think they were underrated. Um, you know, and I think, obviously, they, they've been able to do the job that needs to be done. So when Patrick Mahomes is frustrated, you know, with their receivers, and, of course, I know – the receivers have stepped up, and the tight end, of course, Travis Kelsey, and just the playoff numbers that he's been putting up. But the defense has been why I think the Chiefs have largely been able to get to this point again when the offense hasn't went Patrick Mahomes' way. You know, we've seen the frustration on his side, um, you know, to get to this point. Obviously, they're clicking more, but, you know, the Chiefs' defense, again, they, they can stop folks. And I think this is going to – honestly, I, I'm looking at the Chiefs' defense, and you look at how they were able to force – turnovers and that's what I'm kind of worried about on the other side with Brock Purdy because we know unfortunately he can he can have a turnover and I think you know I think especially when you look at him playing you can tell it gets into his mental and so I think if the Chiefs defense is able to do what they've been doing in the postseason again have that consistency I think they're going to be a real problem for the San Francisco 49ers if they want to win a Super Bowl this season. So, Kelsey Nicole, you kind of mentioned it earlier with Dan Quinn going to Washington. Just first before we get into Quinn, I, I think Mike and I kind of agree that there was a lot of buzz about Ben Johnson being the guy, the, the Lions OC, uh, to be their next head coach and get his first head coaching opportunity. He was the runaway bride coach. He re- he really was, I think, the favorite for, for that spot. But then yeah. it, you know, it comes out that he's turned down the job. He's staying in Detroit for another year. He's going to pursue a head coaching uh, vacancy next season. So what kind of happened there? Was it something you know internal or – what do you know about that situation? Yeah, there's so many reports coming out. You know, a lot of people are looking at Washington's ownership, again, scratching their heads, you know, saying, what happened? Essentially, you know, I, I give this example of, you know, you have a list of people for you guys. There's a list of girls that you like, and, you know, you start at the top of the list, and everyone keeps saying no. And then finally, the last person at the bottom of the list is the one that said yes. And if, honestly, I feel like that's how Washington um, was able to get Dan Quinn. And, of course, there was a lot of hype around Ben Johnson, and you think about what the Lions were able to do. But it seemed like there was a lot of, a lot of miscommunication, it seems like, on Washington's side. 
with really not understanding what they wanted in that role. Let's, let's be honest, you all. Washington, this is a hard head coaching job to have. I mean, this is a team that had four wins last season. You're, you're being asked a lot to be able to turn this franchise around, and that you know doesn't even, again, still involve all the other stuff that is happening in Washington. So all that to say, you know, I think Washington essentially, they, they fumbled the bag, you know, with Ben Johnson. I think Dan Quinn is going to have, again, a, a lot of ahead of him. There's a lot of people, you know, still, we talked about Cliff Kingsbury, but on the defensive side, there's a lot of people who are already questioning, you know, Dan Quinn's leadership and who he has on that side of the football. But all that to say, you know, I, I think Ben honestly made the right decision because I, this is, you know, a lot of people were also talking about Eric Bieniemy and if he would also, you know, get a fair chance um, to be head coach. But, you know, again, Eric Bieniemy came here. The offense did not work out. You know, Washington's offense has honestly been pretty stagnant when you look at the last decade. And honestly, you can go even last two decades um, and not really being able to find success. So I think Washington, they were the last team, you know, to finally pick a head coach. They had to get someone. They had to get something. Dallas has had some type of success last season that they weren't able to get to the Super Bowl. But I think they just needed a guy in charge who they hope he gets this locker room back honestly because the locker room's been lost under Ron Rivera and all the losing seasons especially this last season lots of frustration and so I, I think Ben honestly walked away from an opportunity that would not have been good for him when you look at somebody who's coaching trajectory and career I think is going to be really bright as he continues to move on in the National Football League. And as you kind of mentioned I know that Washington fans were done with Rivera by you know the end of his tenure there but what about the reaction the fan reaction generally to Dan Quinn being the new guy I mean six <laughs> years as a head coach in Atlanta he went 43 yeah. and 42 he lost the Super Bowl in his second year we all know that 28 to 3 choke New Orleans people love it and then he went 14 <laughs> and 23 over his last three years with the Falcons before he was yeah. fired midseason uh, and they spent three years in Dallas it's the DC there kind of revitalized his name a little bit what's the general reaction from Washington fans to Dan Quinn being the guy look it's Dallas people were like hold on we're getting somebody from the rival um, you know, I think some fans are like, come on, if any team, it had to be Dallas. And, of course, all football fans know about the longstanding rivalry between these two teams. Even I don't know if you can call it a rivalry because Washington hasn't been good as of late when these two teams have played. Um, and I think also people were looking for more an offensive mind in Washington for fans, again, because just knowing how that offense struggled. You know, people were – Washington's defense kind of, I think, got lost when the big trades happened last season, right, with Montez Sweat moving on and, of course, Chase Young moving on. And now Washington fans having to watch – Chase Young come Super Bowl Sunday and the big game. And so I think, you know, I think there's a lot of questions. I think, you know, a lot of people are saying they feel like it's going to be more the same, honestly, with Dan Quinn. They don't see much changing. They don't see the needle moving. But I think fans have also understood that Washington, they knew Washington just needed somebody in that helm and somebody in that place to, you know, hopefully turn this team around. But I'll say all that to say I haven't heard anybody say, Kelsey, I'm excited about Dan Quinn. We really think he's going to be the guy. Again, I think people are just really questioning that this is going to be the true, um, the true person who can turn this franchise around but more just feeling like, again, it's going to be the same old Washington commanders in that last spot and the NFCs, and that Dan Quinn is probably not the guy to lead this team in the right trajectory. But honestly, I, I wish him the best, and I, you know, I hope he can prove a lot of people wrong. But as you said, I mean, his track record <laughs> isn't, isn't one to say, hey, he's going to be one to bring Washington back a Super Bowl. Kelsey, if you haven't heard anybody say anything good about him, they're in trouble. I mean, that's a public relations <laughs> non-sell if you haven't heard that, and uh, I, I get it. When you go back to the Super Bowl and you look at what the 49ers have, and certainly uh, one of the premier backs, if not the premier guy, and Christian McCaffrey, but to me, the straw that turns the drink is Debo Samuel, and he's healthy mm -hmm. now, well, at least healthier than he was, say, a week and a half ago. Right. That's going to give – if you can protect Brock Purdy, it's going to give you some options there. Because Debo, to me, 
and what he can do Stop. as a runner, playing in the slot, playing out wide, catching the football, the you know all those things that he's almost part running back, part receiver that gives sleepless nights to uh, defensive coaches. I think he's yeah. a big key here uh, for the 49ers. If they're going to win, Debo Samuel's got to play a major part in this. He's like you said, he's been their best weapon. And like you said, him being back healthy, it's scary because we know how good he can be. And that doesn't even take into account, as you said, CMC or Brandon Ayuk or any of the other weapons. I mean, George Kittle, who, by the way, has been probably one of the fan favorites here uh, at Super Bowl in Las Vegas. But all that to say, I mean, I think that's what makes the 49ers offense so hard. And that's going to it's going to be why, you know, the Chiefs defense is going to have uh, they're going to have a lot of pressure on them. Because who do you block? You know, who do you cover? Who is going to get lost? Um, in space. But, you know, a lot of people, again, I think I think Debo Samuel doesn't get enough credit for how special he can be. And I think especially, again, remember, I think people keep forgetting Brock Purdy is in year two. There's a lot of pressure on him in this game. But luckily, because he's surrounded by such a great supporting cast, all he has to do is not make a mistake. And like you said, yes, I think we know the Chiefs will probably bring some pressure on him and that offensive line will be tested. But when you have somebody like Debo, who, who I think, you know, knows what to do to make Brock Purdy be the best that he can be, it's going to be hard to beat this team at full strength. And that's why, I'm, honestly, I think we're in for a good Super Bowl come Sunday. You know, most people only have this being a three-point game here um, in Vegas. They don't think it's going to be a blowout. They, it's been kind of half and half, of course, with who people think is going to win. But Depot's name has been mentioned a lot as someone who can be a difference maker. Kelsey, what's the atmosphere in Las Vegas? Not as good as being in New Orleans. Cause you're going to be here next year uh, <laughs> to cover the Super Bowl. At least you yeah. have places to stay here. Real, That's a lot cheaper than it oh. is in Vegas. But the atmosphere of having that first Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Yeah. You know, it's been great. You know, I had a chance to talk to Sandra Douglas Morgan earlier, of course, with the with the Las Vegas Raiders, you know, organization. And I'll tell you, everyone's been excited. I also had a chance to talk to Las Vegas Aces players about, you know, the, the atmosphere here. Lots of people excited. It's supposed to be uh, one of the biggest Super Bowls yet. You know, the airport's been crazy. I'll tell you, though, the weather hasn't been great. It's been cold and rainy here in Las Vegas. Every day we've had about Come on, you used to that. You used to that. Like, why did I leave DC to, to come to Las Vegas and have that? And like you said, yes, it's a super expensive trip. This is supposed to be one of the most expensive Super Bowls. You talked about places to stay. I've had a lot of lunch conversations with people who are not happy about the resort fees that they charge you here in Las Vegas. But honestly, a lot of fans came early. You know, a lot of fans usually before the other Super Bowls I've covered, they would start to get in around Wednesday. When I flew in here on Sunday night. My plane was packed full of Super Bowl fans who wanted to be here the whole week. And again, Vegas is not a cheap trip. So all that to say, I think people just wanted to be part of something historic here in Vegas. Um, a lot of people in Vegas, too, are hoping they, that the city gets it right this time. I've heard a lot of natives here complaining about how bad uh, Formula One went here and not wanting a repeat of that to happen with Vegas. But so far, I think people have fared well. Traffic hasn't been crazy as of yet. And honestly, there's lots to do. I mean, the fan experience just opened literally every hotel has some type of activation. Everyone has loved going down to the sphere and seeing all the different activations change. Um, and honestly, there's just, I mean, literally, like I said, everywhere you go, you can get Super Bowl stuff for free. So all that to say, I think Vegas has done a great job welcoming fans. The players opening night, I think, you know, this everyone was happy. It was the largest opening night yet as well to look at. So I think Vegas just has a different vibe than other cities that I've been. And I do think New Orleans might top it, though. I will tell you guys. 
Um, but you, you know this city pretty city. well. <laughs> Come on. You, you know that. Uh, Kelsey, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Really appreciate it. And also, happy National Women's Day in sports. And, uh, and we so appreciate much. everything you do. You're doing a fantastic job. And uh, I don't know if Charlie's heard this story, but, uh, you know, Kelsey's won all these awards out in the D.C. area. So she gets invited to the White House. <laughs> and so she gets her picture taken with the president, first lady. And as I've always told Charlie, there's a coon ass Cajun somewhere <laughs> in this world. And sure enough, who took the picture? A dude that lived, that grew up actually about two miles from my home. He's a Gitros. Right, so, so, <laughs> so Kelsey got a picture taken at the White House with the president and the first lady. And the guy that took it, he's a Gitros from Lockport. How about that? <laughs> I love it. It was meant to be. (laughs) Kelsey, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you all for having me. So appreciate it. And again, I look forward to joining you all in Super Bowl next year in New Orleans. Have a great one. Thanks, Kelsey. Appreciate it. Kelsey Nicole Nelson from Fox Sports and uh, covers everything in the D.C. area. Does a great job. Also, uh, basketball, baseball. And so we'll be having her on as the basketball season, baseball season starts to merge. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.